Hi there, I'm Chronic, and this is the Cannabis Chronicles podcast, and you're tuning in from whichever platform you love to get your podcast from. Be sure to hit that like button, comment, or subscribe, or follow so you never miss an amazing episode like the one we have today, where we break into something really cool that you growers are going to be interested in with one of the co-owners of one of the sponsors of this channel, Mitchell Gorgachuk. Definitely excited to speak with him about circadian rhythms, so stay tuned, grab your favorite way to consume, and let's break break into this episode shall we what's up everyone it's your host chronic from the cannabis chronicles and i'm so glad you're tuning into this podcast available on all major streaming platforms and youtube be sure to check out all the sponsors that i mentioned in the intro and without further ado we actually are talking to one of the co-owners of the sponsors today which is mitchell gorgachuk of visionary hydroponics thank you so much mitchell for coming on i'm beyond enthused to actually get to chat with you about the topic we're going to be talking about today uh we kind of branched into it in uh, another episode but this is going to be a more more full in-depth one and it's definitely going to be some fun i did got my notes over here about it i've done a lot of research oh i'm super excited to dive in so thank you so much for coming on to the podcast yeah thank you i'm super excited to be back uh uh, we are uh you know really pleased to be able to sponsor the podcast and be part of your show uh and uh yeah i mean it's just always it's always a good time to come and talk about gardening stuff and you know all the stuff that we love to do right so Absolutely. I'm beyond blessed and happy to have you guys as a sponsor. And I love your guys' hydro buckets. If you guys haven't checked out my recent Instagram post, I uh, have showcased the room I'll be running my plants in. And I've got about, I think about 10 buckets in the room so far, all set up and ready. And man, it's going to be a fun time. So yes, I love talking gardening with you. And you're always a pleasure to chat with. It's always a fun time. And I swear to God, I learn something new every single time we chat. You just, you, you teach me something like, Believe me, I have never even stepped into the realm of circadian rhythm, which there you go, everyone. We're going to be talking about circadian rhythm today and how it relates to growing and all of that fun stuff. So Mitchell and I have had some really great podcasts in the uh, past, and we'll have plenty more in the future talking about hydroponics, hydro bucket, visionary hydroponics, how they started, just so much backstory. And if you guys want to check that out, you guys can go check out the old podcast. But for now... It's going to be all new information on circadian rhythm because Mitchell told me something about it last time that absolutely blew my mind, that grow lights can actually have an impact on your health. So Mitchell, to break into the the podcast, I still ask my guests some fun questions and, and, and without breaking into just instantaneous circadian rhythm. So what's what 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 have you been smoking on lately, huh? What you been what you been chiefing? Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, um, I've been into uh, some nice dabs lately. Yeah, we did a nice wash. Our last harvest was uh, an in-house genetics apple fritter and uh, gold pack of deluxe sugar cane, and uh, I mean it it grew well. It washed really well, uh, and and um, yeah, I mean it's just some really nice high quality dabs. So been hitting that lately and and really enjoying it so that's awesome what kind of smells and flavors are you getting from it um you know it's it's really really gassy uh, like extremely gassy i didn't expect that i thought it was going to be more of a sweet uh baker style you know like like something (laughs) like that but i mean no it is like super gassy you open it up it stinks up the room immediately just a small little jar and um the flavor is 
it's kind of hard to put my finger on. I mean, I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, it's 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 really unique. So. Okay, I'll have yeah, to try some for myself sometime. I always wanted to grow in house, and they have some lovely genetics. I've been peeking at your apple fritter on your post lately. It is definitely beautiful, and man, frosty is all get out. That that strain really came out some some hefty frost on it. So, washing is always fun. It's always a process. How long did it take you to wash? Uh, we typically do it in a day. Yeah, we will. Uh, we, you know, we call it zombie hash. We don't call it live because we don't we don't cut it live and wash it immediately. Yeah. We cut it. We hang it for one day. We find that one day it helps with yield a little bit. You know, yes. it just it just 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 a little bit. I mean, we find two days too much, mm-hmm. one day perfect, uh, and then so we'll we'll hang it for one day. Then we'll process it, uh, and that's another day, and we'll freeze mm-hmm. it all. And then uh, we'll come back and uh, uh, we'll, it takes one day to wash and then the following day we'll press it. I love that. So care. you're essentially doing what like a super high end uh, flash freezer would do just over the span of a few days. You're taking, the, you're helping rid some of that excess humidity out, getting it to kind of like that proper humidity zone and then getting it perfect for the wash. Like that's, that's definitely a method I'm going to try now. I haven't done that before. Usually the last few times I tried live, I literally cut and went to wash and the yield wasn't that great because of the humidity reasons. And it's like really hard to freeze stuff if you don't have a flash freezer. So it is definitely a pain but I'm going to try your, your method. That's awesome. Now, without further ado, with the fun questions out of the way and some little, uh, you know, what you've been up to and, and how you washed, let's break into the circadian rhythm. Now, last time we chatted, you discussed how uh, your whole life kind of got flipped, turned upside down because of LEDs or just grow lights in general affecting the, your circadian rhythm. Now, I said that about like circadian rhythm, I think I've said about five or six times now, and people who don't know what circadian rhythm are probably confused. So circadian rhythm, um, I was informed by Mitchell that this uh, the last time we chatted, it's essentially like the entire sleeps, like your body's processes um, in a 24 hour period are determined by your circadian rhythm. And if it's interrupted, there's all sorts of things that can go haywire and wonky. So to break into this, uh, just for all the new listeners and anyone who is listening from uh, the past, what were some of those issues that you were dealing with and, you know, how severe did it get for you? Yeah. um, So you're right. It's a, uh, it's a circadian rhythm. It sets your clock. It's essentially uh, like the conductor. So um, when you wake up in the morning and you have bright light exposure, that basically sets the start of your day. Uh, and then light can, we can escape light. I mean, we are of the earth, we're of the sun uh, and it controls us, right? I mean, it really does. People think we live in a time period now where you can do whatever you want, whenever you want. I mean, that's just modern society. Uh, you know, you, you don't have to leave your house. You don't have to see the sun if you don't want to, if you're in a metropolis. I mean, you could be totally a night person. I mean, there's all these things. Um, but that is really far away from what we're connected to in, in our natural cycles, right? Uh, um, so, yeah, I mean, with uh, circadian rhythm, the way it, it, it happened, you know, I was... Uh, what I had done is that when I first started growing, this is years and years ago, I thought, you know, I'm just going to have my lights on during the day and they're going to go off at night. I thought that's just normal and natural. But then I realized it it's not very efficient because you can't take a, advantage of that cold air at night 
uh, and the hot air during the day, uh, it made a lot more sense to have the lights on at night and have it off during the day just to take, you know, to, to use that passive air and passive temperature control. Um, and I know in some places, electricity is cheaper at night and power grid issues during the day. So it makes a lot of sense. It made a lot of sense for me to grow at night. Um, also, I found that like so many people, they're bu you're busy during the day. And then it was nice. I thought, well, you know, right before bed, I love going into the garden. Once I get the kids put to bed, you know, I got three young kids, you know, eight o'clock, nine o'clock, I got them to bed. Instead of just going and sitting watching TV for the night, I would go get into the garden. And I absolutely, I mean, anytime I'm in there working on plants and being with the plants, I mean, just that's my happy spot, right? So I was, uh, uh, I would go in there and I would do that. And I found, uh, uh, once I started doing that, I started to have these effects and I wasn't sure, exactly sure what was happening. And it coincided with me being in the best shape of my life. I got into boxing uh, a few years back. Yeah, I had a, a, you know, three fights, one amateur fight. Uh, and so I got into incredible shape, the best shape of my life. Uh, uh, and, and it was right around that time where I switched my lights, where I started to get these weird effects. I mean, I was starting to, um, you know, I was going from exercising daily and just being, you know, really being able to perform and feeling great uh, to just not being able to sleep is how it started. I mean, really a disruption in my sleep, sweating the bed out. You know, I would, I would, mm. I would go to sleep and the, 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 my, my sheets would just be soaked. Um, and I, you know, I, I couldn't figure that out. I mean, and that is indications of, I mean, that can be indications of severe health issues if you're sweating the bed out, uh, cancers yeah. and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, right away I was going to the doctor to make sure nothing was wrong. I said, oh, nothing wrong. You, you seem healthy. Um, and then slowly from that disruption of sleep, everything got worse because our sleep is when we repair, right? It's, it's when our, our, our minds get to uh, reset and it's when our bodies get to reset. And so I was in a state where I was exercising hard every day and that I, I've always thought that that was the fix for everything, you know, it, yeah. and, and for me it is, you know, a lot, lots of exercise and lots of sleep. I feel great. That can kind of almost cure all my problems. Um, yeah. Most people uh, th would think that, right? Exactly. Uh, and so slowly the exercise was, I, my body couldn't repair cause I couldn't sleep. Mm. And so I just I started to get these sore spots in my body. I mean, I had to start, I started getting this two sore spots in my back that I couldn't figure out and it didn't make any sense. So of course I was going for MRIs and to see, I mean, do I have, do I have cancer in my back yeah. or like, what are these issues? Um, and it got to the point where, uh, yeah, I mean, it was so destructive is that I would, I would get up in the morning. Um, well, let's say I would go to sleep. I'd go into my garden. I would do my garden stuff from, you know, nine till 11, super yeah. bright lights, right? I mean, completely <laughs> blasted by, by artificial sunlight. Uh, like of all the wavelengths too, like every wavelength. <laughs> exactly. Literally, it's like bringing the sun out at night if, if, if as close as we can get as humans. Having yeah. that angle, I mean, super intense right above your eyes uh, and, and then uh, being exhausted, going to sleep, falling asleep, no problem. 
Yeah. And then, uh, you know, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, 1, 2 o'clock. By 3 o'clock, I'm up. I'm rolling mm-hmm. around in bed, just tossing and turning, tossing and turning, could not sleep at all. Uh, so then I'd be up at maybe 5, 5.30 before everybody else. I'd get up, I'd exercise. But I would be so sore that I could barely exercise. Uh, and, and every time I'd exercise, it would actually make things worse because I didn't have the balancing the balance effect of my body being able to repair itself. So I just continued down this path of, of uh, uh, being sore. And uh, I mean, it started to have the mental, uh, mental effects as well. I mean, uh, uh, you know, I was at the point where I was feeling, uh, you know, just, just, I couldn't, I, I couldn't deal with life. I didn't know what I was going to do. I really didn't know yeah. what I was going to do. I was at, I was at my end. Um, uh, having a very very hard time in all aspects mentally with my relationships um you know personally uh you know i just i just i didn't know what was happening and it uh and then one day i thought oh you know they say don't look at your 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 phone before bed i wonder if it has something to do with light i switched it and literally i mean within two weeks you know, uh, all of a sudden, I, I, I could see uh, effects within a month. Dramatic effects. Now I'm back to normal. I'm a hundred percent back to normal, and it is just amazing to have gone through that um, and come out the other side. And I mean, I'm so lucky that I didn't get to the point where I was going in to see my doctor and saying, you know what, I can't sleep. I need sleeping pills. Yeah, because that wouldn't have solved the problem. That would have made everything worse. You could have had a new addiction. You could have new issues, whole, new all sorts of things. Exactly. So it comes with a whole big bag of stuff. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so yeah, so that's what happened. I mean, it was uh, it was a crazy thing. And you know, just re-listening to that, it is just so wild. And I can tell you, like, I've probably done some of that stuff to myself as well. And I have taken a full break in a sense from growing this whole last year, just between like thinking we were moving, all this other stuff, having to break down my garden and stuff like that. So with having to do all that, I haven't had grow lights on at all. And I have noticed an improvement in my sleep. I get more tired at night. I stay along. I stay asleep longer. And I generally, I suffer from pretty severe insomnia. I've had my whole life, just even without grow grow lights and everything. So if I get four hours of sleep, I'm happy. (laughs) But that's not necessarily good. So it's definitely improved. And just a lot of things, my appetite, my, um, I've been able to walk and go do like be more active. Like I have just pains throughout my body just from tattooing and that will never go away. You know, I have bone, you know, stuff damage and and that's just working towards it but i will say i've gotten a lot more physically inclined over the last year um you know walking my dog and doing those outdoor activities and wanting to go do things versus when i was under those grow lights because i just like you i'd be up filming or uh you know working in the garden till 1 a.m 2 a.m or even sometimes you know midnight and then i'm going to bed and i'm up 3 a.m 4 a.m and i'm just rolling tossing and turning and the crazy thing is is i was i had cold sweats myself i would like cold sweat and i would have to get up and like you know go take a shower just like go sit in the couch or some shit and it's just like yeah you don't know what's going on you're like dude am i sick like you know they they always say cancer can show in different ways and that is like 
when you do think you have cancer, it is kind of scary where you're like, man, do, do I need to get checked? Like, what is going down? Like, what is happening? Like, that's never a fun feeling. But I will say, um, I'm really glad that you brought circadian rhythm to my attention and you've shared this story now several times. Um, and I'm hoping all the listeners now kind of take more heed because I'll tell you what, I'm willing to bet at least 60 to 65% of the industry does not think about this. And on a commercial level, I wonder how many people are working jobs where you're on farms or you're in these grow facilities where you and I are just dealing with one light above our heads. You know, imagine 30, 40, 50 lights above your head in a, in a massive facility where you're working until 10 p.m. and then you're going home. Yeah. And that's like, that's definitely something we should consider. Um, I know a lot more about, like, like, I shouldn't say boutique, but because they're not necessarily breeders, but they're on the higher end of like, they do breeding for themselves. And I think they sell like um, cannabis in their States and stuff like that. But there's some people I've been watching where a lot of growers. And I think you mentioned this last time are switching to going to green lights at certain times where they weren't in just full green light because plants don't get affected by that. So if you kind of want to talk about what you've utilized and how you've kind of, you know, for those growers who have to have their lights on at dark hours, what are your tips or tricks that you've learned with this whole circadian rhythm process? And what are some things that you think people should take really heed of that you've kind of once doing more research, you're like, wow, this can lead to some more severe issues um, in the long term of things. Like what's the most severe thing that you think you've, you've, you've researched? Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> You know, this goes into, uh, uh, you know, the science of it. And, and um, basically what we're looking at is when we disrupt, it's melatonin. When we disrupt melatonin production, uh, and that's any light after 9, nine o'clock p.m., any bright light, especially if it's blue, uh, especially if it's above, that's worse. So, you know, you want your lights to be low. You want them to be uh, uh, yellow if possible, and you want them to be dim. Because that's more like a like a fire or something that would be natural, right? I mean, that would that yeah. doesn't affect us. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, when you, when we're when we look at melatonin and the lack of melatonin production in the body, uh, there's all kinds of things that can happen, including cancer. I mean, the the, the studies that they've done have shown higher rates of cancer. Um, mental issues like uh bipolar disorder mm, it can trigger bi yeah. bipolar disorder and you know manic depression and all, all these things um so yeah i mean it is really severe uh once you start looking at the science and and how how that circadian rhythm sets your body um because it, and if you it, online there's this there's this pie chart essentially right it's like a clock mm -hmm. And it shows you what happens. It shows you in the morning, you wake up and you you, you, you get some light and the, the light tells you it's daytime. You get a boost of cortisol. Uh, cortisol is one of those things in the body that affects every, almost every single organ in your body is mm -hmm. what they say. All the enzyme uh, processing and all that fun stuff. Exactly. It's, it's so, the, these are things that are really designed when we're talking about cortisol and we're talking about melatonin, these are our natural hormones uh, that, that, that make us function. So it helps us get up in the morning. I mean, cortisol, I believe is another one. When we get stressed out, we get a spike in cortisol because we're mm. in a, a fight or flight mode. Um, so That's cortisol right. rises. So this isn't something that you want before bed. 
and light can trigger cortisol responses uh, uh, because that's essentially in the morning when you get bright light like we're supposed to that's what happens and then on the back side is if you are missing your melatonin you don't want to fall asleep because there's nothing telling your body it's time to go to bed imagine even the worst case scenario you're not getting melatonin you're getting cortisol spike that's saying it's not bedtime it's morning time let's go here's the sun right i mean absolutely horrible um so so yeah so you know these things are, are 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 critical to health um, and, and, uh, uh, you know, I encourage any, anyone to just, there's, there's, it's really on the forefront right now. There's a lot of people bringing this up. Uh, you know, Huberman labs is a great mm-hmm. podcast. They talk about this all the time. Um, yeah, you, you linked know, them to me. That was a really good one. Yeah. There's a bunch of them out there and there's, there's a lot of people talking about this and it's just like it, when we talk about, you know, don't look at your phone before bed. I mean, that's the <laughs> simplest one and it's a hundred percent true and it times that by a million right? Essentially is what we're talking about. So my approach, uh, I really don't think anybody needs to have their lights on at night. You know, I, I, um, if, if you have to, I mean, I guess, but, but, but what's, what's your reason? I mean, the, Mm -hmm. the, uh, let's just turn our lights on at 10 or 11 or at 12. I mean, my lights go off on, on at midnight, right? They go Mm -hmm. on at midnight, uh, and they stay on till, till noon if it's flower or you know mm-hmm. or they stay on till you know longer if it's veg uh so if the way i approach it uh is i do my work in the garden in the morning if i can help it and that's not an option for a lot of people because a lot of people they get up they rush off to work they get home they do whatever they have to do at home and then the only time they have left in their garden is is before bed for a couple hours right yeah. uh and I, I really, if I have to be in the garden after six o'clock, seven o'clock, eight o'clock at night, it's green light only, hundred yep. percent, right? I, I, there's, 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 there's green headlamps that you can put on, um, and uh, yeah, I just work in the green, uh, and anything that's major, I'll do in the morning, and that's really, that's really the approach uh, I, to. To have gone through what I've gone through, it's just too serious. I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't play around anymore. Uh, I do not expose myself to bright lights at night, and it, even not even from the garden. I mean, anything. I'm super, super cautious of exposing myself to any kind of light because when you feel so bad and then you come back from that space, I mean, I don't ever want to feel like that again. And and even just to have a disruptive sleep, I know it happens, but to have a disruptive sleep, you just you feel like a bag. You know, the next day, uh, sleep is important to us. Uh, and, uh, so, uh, yeah, I really recommend people look into green lights uh, and just do their work at night with the green lights and and plan their plan their work, uh, you know, under the lights during the day. And, you know, for for all the negative effects that we talk about for light exposure at the end of the day, there's dramatic health benefits to having bright light exposure in the morning. Yeah. So, it's not all bad about grow lights. I mean, this is one of the things that I found when I started growing uh, uh, initially was was that my seasonal depression disappeared. You know, typically yes. in Canada, you know, you get, you know, October, November, December, pretty, they, they're not that nice. And a lot of people, they, they get de- depressed. And, you know, it's just a yeah. natural thing. I mean, a lot of it's because they don't have light and they don't snowy have snowy states to do, do and... that man alaska new york all those places that get the heavy snow alpine wyoming things like that dude people get depressed real quick 
Yeah, yeah, it's really common in that in that you know Q4, and so I found once I started growing, and of course I was a, a stay-at-home dad for mm-hmm. you know seven years, so I had that luxury of getting up in the morning, nice and early with the kids. I mean, uh, and then get everything going, and then I'm straight into the garden, you know, to, to uh, check out my vegetables. You know, I was growing tomatoes and cucumbers and stuff back then, uh, and, and I noticed that all of a sudden I just felt great, and it was because of all that nice light exposure during the morning. So if people, if growers can balance, can somehow adjust their schedules so they can get their light, super bright light in the morning, not only is it eliminating a negative effect, but you're going to create hugely positive effects. Um, they call it dawn therapy. Um, and it is so powerful. It can cure depression. It can cure uh, bipolar depression. Um, it can essentially set your clock, your circadian rhythm. So if you get up at six and you go sit in front of a, you know, a, an intense light, and let's say you go into your garden, for example, <laughs> uh, you know, or you just go stand outside with a cup of coffee for 20 minutes. Yeah. And because the, the amount of lux Smoke that you get out, yeah, <laughs> the amount of lux that you get outside is, is insane. I mean, the sun is so mm-hmm. powerful that it only takes 20 minutes outside and you, you got a, a, an amazing dose, but let's say you do that, or you go into your, your garden for 20 minutes or an hour in the morning, you're going to see massive positive effects in your life, including helping you fall asleep and staying asleep at night. Now, did you figure out in this episode that your circadian rhythm is off because of your grow lights? Well, no worries. It's a simple fix and it's just a matter of deciding on what times you want to go into your garden. However, cultivating cannabis is still something very fun and something we all love to do, but you need top tier genetics to do so successfully. And look no further. Here in several months, the Cannabis Chronicles will be offering boutique top tier genetics to you wonderful cultivators out there. So stay tuned and check out thecannabischronicles.net if you want to see any of the strains that we'll be offering and the boutique and exclusive pollen that we'll be offering as well. Now, back to the show. That's wonderful. And it's really great tips and tricks. And it's really true. Like ever since I've swapped over my garden, I don't go back to doing things at night anymore. I always, you know, do it in the morning because it is kind of like a wake up thing. Also, it's really nice. Like going in there saying good morning to the plants. It's a nice Mm -hmm. way to start your day. It's a good way to like, it really is a good way to start those mental positive vibes. And for those who are dealing with the seasonal depression or depression in general, um, or bipolar depression, if there's any way to fix that and you're not willing to try it, then I mean, no offense, but there's no room to complain about it. Like that's where I kind of have to sit is like, there are a lot of growers I help in this day and age, um, that deal with a lot of various issues. And now that circadian rhythm is coming about, I think we as growers have a due diligence for ourselves and our own mental sakes and our own, our own lives. You know, you just, your health, your health at home and your happiness to not have uh, garden lights on at certain times because yes they are uh, you know lights are important sometimes people want them on at night for that cool air but like you said turn it on at midnight let it go till noon let it you know at the hottest time of the day your lights will be off it'll save you that energy utility cost and then you can garden in the um you know in the morning and that's where it's like if you have to wake up super early maybe just wake up 
30, 45 minutes extra early and go do your garden stuff, go to your work. And then when you come home, now you have that extra 45 minutes to hour of downtime where you're not messing up your circadian rhythm because it really is like Mitchell was saying that 24 hour process. It's not just important in humans. Circadian rhythm is literally in everything. It's in plants, it's in animals. It's what tells them it's the clock inside internally that lets them know it's daytime, it's nighttime. And animals can get all sorts of jacked up if nocturnal animals end up getting on daytime schedules or day, uh, you know, daytime animals get put on nocturnal schedules. It can really mess with just a lot of things, feeding, health, animals can get cancer. So, I mean, we're big mammals. So definitely, uh, you know, think about the damage that lights can have and just everything like that. I really like the tip about the headlamps. I think those are underutilized. A lot of people think that they're, that they're just kind of like a goofy gimmick to wear, you know, mm. but I, you know, green, green headlamps is definitely something to go to. And I think it's so severe when you're talking about um, just the cancers and things that can happen with the, the circadian rhythm. And Hey, you're a family man. Like if you end up uh, causing health issues in your own life that end up causing severe health issues. Like now it's not just you affected, you know, your family's affected as well. So it's definitely something to consider. And one thing that sparked in my head as we were talking about this is all, not even just all of this, but even if you don't get to the severe part and you end up going through the circadian issues like you were going through, that's wear and tear on your heart with all the, you know, fight or flight anxiety or just like the extra beats per minute that your heart might be pumping because it thinks it's daytime and it wants to be active and you're in like dreamland and you might have these weird dreams. And that's another thing that we didn't even branch into. Um, I remember you mentioned, or so, I believe someone I was talking to about circadian rhythm, I think it was, I, I'm like almost 100% certain it was you, said you had some really wild dreams when you're, uh, when you're, everything was kind of off. Yeah, absolutely. I started, um, once I got back to, uh, uh, you know, being human, uh, because I felt like <laughs> I just wasn't even human. Um, yeah, my dreams were just insane. I mean, so insane that I was getting to the point where, you know, uh, they were waking me up. Like it was just so vivid. I would, I would, um, yeah, just super intense. And, and to put that in contrast, I mean, for two years, I didn't dream at all. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't have a single dream, um, because there was just no deep sleep. There was no restful sleep. And when I say I slept for, you know, three, four hours, I mean, I would pass out for the first two and then, you know, slowly making my way to, to, to being up and just rolling around in bed. So there was no dreaming at all. Um, and then when it came back, I mean, yeah, it came back like crazy. And a lot of people, they think, well, uh, you know, if you use cannabis, cannabis removes your dreams and you, you don't dream. And I don't find that to be the case. You know, I, I actually enjoy using cannabis in the evenings and, um, just to kind of tame that down now, because my dreams are just so intense that sometimes it makes it actually hard to sleep. It'll wake me up yeah. and I'll be like, ah, and then, you know, <laughs> uh, so yeah, so definitely, uh, uh, the, you know, the dreams are a sign of, of health, you know, you should be dreaming. You should dream at night. Uh, you know, that's your, your, your brain and your body doing what it's supposed to. So if you're not having any dreams then you may want to consider what you do and what you don't do during the day and dream with your evening. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely true, man. Dreams control. Like I, I didn't dream for a very long time. And then, like I said, this last year, it is wild how after talking with you, I sat down and I was chatting with my fiance and I was just like, man, it's crazy. Like, you know, I, I, 
I really do have more vivid dreams nowadays. They're like more, you know, sometimes I do wake up from them. Like, and it is because like around nine o'clock, all the lights go off. You know, we have reptile lights off to the side over here. All those get turned off. You know, may, we might have like a stove light or a night light, but like even when I go to brush my teeth at night, like generally most of the time, like if it's late, if it's past nine, I keep the overhead light off and I just rock a night light. You know, it's just, it really is one of those things that when you, when you, even just like hit your eyes with that like that really vibrant light like it wakes you up just even in that moment it might not even like and that's where i try not to do it anymore like if i have to be on my phone to set an alarm it's the the lights all the way down on the screen you know what i'm saying and i try to do the nighttime mode so it is being cognizant about that there's so much that i think growers uh you know the community of growers generally is like the stoners who are like, ah, it's, it's grow lights. Like I'm just growing my weed. Like no one really, I just, it's crazy that I really ha haven't heard much about it. And then when you sent me that podcast, now I'm hearing about it everywhere. Like mm -hmm. I think two of the bigger podcast platforms I've talked about have, have had guests on it about circadian rhythm since then. And now on YouTube, I'm getting like, you know, pop up of, of circadian rhythm. So it's really nice to see that it is coming about. Um, I'd like to see the science that comes along uh, with it. And it'll be interesting to see what, what in your mind do you think will have to change in the commercial side of things if circadian rhythm becomes an actual like health violation within like, you know, where law, you know, companies are going to have to start having some sort of, you know, leeway with lights off at, at certain hours. What do you think would would change in the industry? Do you think that's going to complicate things? Do you think it's actually going to better the cannabis industry if that happens? You know, anytime an employer is taking their employees health seriously i mean that's a good thing right um uh, so you know i don't know that this is tough but i think when we're looking at grow lights this is the extreme example right because we're we're essentially compared to say uh you know medical people who work night shift and there there's bright lights yeah that's bad uh police officers you know people who work night shift we know that's bad um and I think a lot of it is that bright light exposure at night, right? I mean, the, um, but we're taking it as growers, we're taking it to the absolute maximum. I mean, we're, we're going where it's not just bright lights. We have artificial sunlight. We're trying to create the sun for our plants. I mean, so it is, it, 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 there's, there's really no more extreme example than that. So, yeah, I mean, how that's going to affect the industry, um, you know, if the science comes out that shows that it is, uh, you know, dramatically unhealthy, uh, you know, any employer should have their employees' health in mind because when people are happy and healthy, they enjoy their job, they enjoy their work, they do a better job. I mean, it's a win-win for everybody. So, um, you, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's an easy enough thing to do, though, right? I mean, it's easy to navigate uh, uh, to have your people work during the day and if they have to work at night, work under green lights. I mean, it's not that difficult of a thing to do. You know, it, it, it's, I feel like um, there wouldn't be that much of a, uh, of a stretch to go from where we are to where we need to be um, if it shows that this, this is what we should do.
I agree with that. I, I don't think it would be too hard to switch compliances. And I'm really glad that you uh, agree that companies should consider the health of their employees above, you know, a lot. I mean, if not all, I mean, health of your employees is pretty important. Just health and happiness of just the company. It's, it, it creates company morale. Everybody wants good company morale. You guys, you know, you want your team doing some good work. So that's always nice. Um, but yeah, no, I, I do see... I see benefits. If, if science does come out and start showcasing that it is detrimental, um, it could really reshape cannabis in, in the sense of a lot of the cultivation at home is going to, people are going to be like, oh man, like, yeah, lights need to be on at these hours. I need to not do this. And then, you know, who knows? Maybe a lot of these medical patients or a lot of the cannabis users just using recreationally are going to notice a drastic difference in their own sleep schedules or the things they're using cannabis for. And they might be able to back off on some of the uh, use and maybe back off on some of the and, and I'm not saying that like using is bad, but like when you're smoking so much that you're smoking all of your stuff and you're like you're still dealing with like your pain, your ailments, your maladies, whatever it is, you're getting to the point where your tolerance is like overriding whatever is happening so it's you know bringing that tolerance down is nice like trust me i wish i could i wish i could sit there and take a little 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 dinky dot of a dab and get lit up like some of my friends because man oh man i miss those days but it takes a lot more of a dab to do that for me so uh but no it definitely is one of those things that i see uh potentially being a really interesting interesting i guess legal route that I, you know because i would say within cannabis they're pretty they crack down on the health of the workers as well as like the sanitary you know elements of the plant space right they're really really severe about that stuff in most states they're very strict about it so it'll be interesting to see what these lights do now pretty much we're hitting that 35 45 minute mark that's kind of the sweet mark for the podcast that i'd like to keep it at um to leave off on the podcast, I actually want to talk about a few hydroponic grow techniques because uh, I just I just have to. I got to pick your brain on a couple of things because you've been growing so many cool plants lately. You garden and recently you pulled down a tomato plant that had one of the coolest root systems and biggest root systems that I've seen. So for the viewers out there, if they are cultivating and you've given them so many tips and tricks on the circadian rhythm, you've told your experience. Uh, but for those growers out there who want to go ahead and change their entire grow up and change their cycles and get onto a new grow up, what would be the best way to uh, re? I, I guess uh, I, I let me let me let me just re restage that question because I, I set that up terribly. Uh, so for growers who want to get into hydroponics and want to build a big system like you and get into big badass gardening, whether it's single bucket DWC or you know the times you talked about building your systems, uh, what's the size reservoir that you recommend for a four to five buttons bucket setup, as well as what is your preferred nutrients to feed your plants during flower in hydroponics? Okay. Yeah. Um, so um, <laughs> the reservoir size, I find that is perfect. I mean, it, a lot of it depends on if you're going to subscribe to a chiller, right? I mean, the, ah, the recir okay. recir recirculating systems work great. They really do. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's it comes with a price tag that if you always have a constant fluid level that never changes... Um, running through your tents and coming and going, then 
you're not having a dep dep depletion of fluid where you can top up with cold fluid. I mean, that's how I manage my individual hydro buckets. Mm -hmm. So if you always have this fluid, then you, you, you need a, a reservoir and then you need a chiller and then boom, I mean, you're going to have great success. That is a really nice way to grow it. Just, you know, you're, you're going to spend more money on electricity and you're going to yeah. buy a chiller. <laughs> so, uh, and which I, I don't want to, so I don't, uh, but, uh, but so I, I find for a four bucket system, a perfect reservoir size is, you know, the Costco big tubs, the big yes. ones with the red tops. Uh, yeah. I think Rona has, sells the same ones, but they have a blue top kind of thing. Okay. You know, they're the the biggest. They have kind of a you know pattern. You know, like a mm -hmm. hex hex. Yeah, hex, yeah I know you're talking you know, stop about stop signs on the top. Yeah. yeah. So, and I think that is probably. Uh, I mean, how big is that thing going to be? It's got to be. I would say like 150 or more, right? I, I was going to say somewhere between 120 to 140, 150, something like that, right? Yeah. Um, and of course, it's not going to be perfectly full, but I find those to be perfect. I find that to be a really nice size uh, that uh, any more than that, um, you have to just remember that. And this is the other thing with recirculating systems is you, you're you using the fluid to move through. So the fluid isn't just for your root mass in where your root mass is your fluid you're transporting back and forth to your reservoir so you need more fluid you have to mix up that fluid with nutrient solution it all has to be you know 1500 parts per million of what you want in there so mm -hmm. instead of mixing 15 liters per hydro bucket like i do you know you're mixing 15 liters for your four hydro buckets and then another 100 liters <laughs> right. I mean, you're you're mixing more in your in your side yeah. reservoir than you are for your individual sites. So yeah. you're you're using more nutrients. You're using more power. You're using more everything. Works really well, um, you know. But just uh, have the money to do it. So, um, so so that works. Uh, uh, and then, what was the second part of the question? Um, what's your favorite nutrient? What's your favorite nutrients to feed lately in your hydroponic system? Because like obviously yeah. we, the reason I prompted that first question because I've been getting so many questions about the proper uh, reservoir sizes, and I tell people anywhere from like, I guess if you're gonna go with totes, like your 55 quart to 110 quarts around that range is really good, or your if you're yeah. gonna go with like uh, trash cans, like your 55 to 60 gallon trash cans work really well, like the big ones. Yeah. Um, but the water chiller is the main thing. And I'm glad you mentioned that. But the second part was what's your favorite nutrients? Because I've ran through, I've done a ton of nutrients for hydroponics. I've just been, I'm just curious. What's your favorite hydronutrients that you're rocking? It's it, usually you have like a very quick, simple setup with your, I think your microbial mass that you like, right? Right. Um, so it, I'm testing, I'm always testing after, you know, I, any chance I get to test a, a nutrient, um, you know, I'm happy to test it. You know, I've, I'm uh, testing uh, 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 Terra uh, Power right now, uh, and mm. they, they, they are a uh, microbial uh, and uh, they have fungus in it. And um, I mean, they have uh, uh, the way they make it and uh, uh, there's, they have a lot going for them and a lot of potential. And, it, and so far, I mean, it's working well. Uh, I'm also testing organics kosher nutrients. Organics are all natural. Um, I mean, they, they, there's organic components to it. Uh, I'm okay, not going to go like too natural. deep into it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're trying to be as environmentally friendly uh, uh, and uh, as in that organic direction um, mm -hmm. instead of just your straight up 
mineral salts, you know, um, and that's a whole other whole other discussion. I mean, this is like a this is a can of worms. Uh, but so 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 I'm, so I'm testing them. It's it's working well. Uh, you know, they have a, a, a lot of great products that seem to cover all the bases. Um, I'm also testing kosher nutrients, uh, and they're a dry nutrient pack, and I really like kosher. I mean, they're out of the Co- Coachella okay. Valley, I believe, uh, and I love their their dry powders because essentially what it is, it's okay, three it's powder, grams. It's not granular. Yeah, it's it's powder, and it's it's three grams of the base and three grams of the 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 veg nutrients, and okay. that's it. That's what you mix. And then when it comes to flour, you go three grams of base, three grams of flour nutrients. That's what you mix. That's it's super, super simple. Yeah, That's I love nice. I love the simplicity of powders, especially when they're like this. And this is similar to what I've used in the past is crop salt. Crop salt, mm. again, it's just so simple. You just mix it uh, with these this, this, this powder. You put your A, you put your B, you're done. Um, of course, I like to use stuff like microbial mass. I like to use an enzyme, um, you know, a couple things like that, just to try get the best uh, product that uh, you know result that you can. All while I think it's important to keep keep the potential for root rot at bay, right? And yeah. that's that's by using an enzyme and something that just inhibits it, right? And that allows you to go with slightly warmer temperatures, and there's all kinds of good things like that. Uh, so yeah, so I mean that's what I'm testing. Um, those are, I mean, I, like I said, they're, they're they're great products. I really like the dry products, uh, mm. and I mean crops all cake. This is one of the things that I found that has given me really great results in the end. Is when it comes to let's let's just say an eight week flower period. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, when I when you're done after week six, uh, that's when you discontinue. The, the the bloom nutrients and you use their cake which is a you know soluble potash it's a potassium sulfate uh, and it's the only thing you use for the last two weeks and mm. it produces a beautiful fade it produces uh, nice white ash uh, when mm. you smoke right and I and I think it's all about that necrosis of getting rid of the green and getting rid of that that stuff in the plant where it ripens you know just mm-hmm. like anything that ripens in the world any fruit if you if it doesn't you know when i buy pears at the store if it doesn't have a some red on it i don't buy it because it's a green mm-hmm. pear and it's not that good if it has a little bit of red then i then it looks like it was ripened enough and then you know you ripen it and it goes so i feel the ripening process is important and a lot of nutrients their feed schedules are just like plow it right till the end of week oh eight. And yes. even like they, 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 they'll dial it down some, but even yeah. some are recommending using nitrogen into week seven and eight. And I'm like, in my experience that produces black ash. It produces, mm-hmm. I mean, the flower will grow well. You get good mm-hmm. trichome production, good, 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 good weight to it. Not good taste but, though. But the taste, it's bitter. It's it, yep. it's it's you get that bitter taste and you get that black ash and it's just like yeah. I, when I smoke a joint, I want it to be like, oh man. I mean, when you get it, when you you know when you, it's just when you nail it, it's just so good and that's what it should be, right? Um, yes. So so yeah, so I I think that's um, you know having a good product at the end there, like cake, like I. It's hard for me to get away from using cake from week seven and eight. 
because it just, no matter what you use up to that point, you put some crop salt cake in there for week seven, eight, you watch your plants go like to purple or to, to pink or to orange or whatever they're going to do. They just go boom. And then, the, you know, flush them for a week and, you know, amazing results. Oh man, I'm gonna have to try that. You, you might have turned me on to something, uh, a new nutrient now because I love that. Like I've been a big fan of always telling people like, one of the things that I even like to do, I would do um, Aphrodite's extraction or Aphrodite's, I forget. It's been a while since I used it. It's been a long time, but it's from, um, it's from the, uh, what is that? The gods one, Nectar of the Gods. It's a really good Aphrodite's extract, I believe is what it's called. But it's like a mint almost. I forget what's in it. It smells amazing, but it's a just a simple flushing kind of. You can use it to flush with. But I would mix a little that a little bit of that in my water. But you could also do this with like molasses or a silica or just a light PK blend. And I would feed that for the like last bit, like 100 ppm, 150 ppm max, just essentially giving the microbials enough life and forcing yep. the plant to literally eat everything out of those leaves. Because I had the same theory, man. We and first off, I fed all those damn nutrients to that plant. You better eat it. Like, <laughs> I don't want to waste my money. Uh, so I always like seeing the fall fades. And who doesn't like seeing a pretty, I think my favorite fall fade colors. I love purple leaves. They're cool. Don't get me wrong. But when you get those orange and pinks, ooh, it's like yeah. a sunset. It's just so pretty. I love it. I love it so much. So I'm going to have to try that. That's awesome. You gave great tips, and I love it. I love um, every time I ask you what you're using, what you're feeding, you always have something new you're trying out. And I love like how much you try to like stay involved within the new science and research and just like really trying to put your all in just, just to hydro buckets. And for anyone listening, listen, if you're going to do hydroponics, I I'm still going to go blue in the face. And I think Mitchell's going to go blue in the face telling you to just do DWC buckets. It's so much easier than doing a full system, unless you're like a commercial operation or like a big grow up or something. But, um, using the tips and tricks he's talking about, it really is wonderful. I mean, uh, I'm going to check out this crop salt now. <laughs> you got me on some. I'll definitely be asking you for the links on that. Uh, that sounds good because I've been looking for a new finishing one. One I used for a long time was Flora Clean. I think is that what that's what it was for hydroponics. I used to use that all the time, just flushing the plants, you know, uh, giving the system a good salt uh, clean and all that fun stuff. But um, when you don't use par synthetics or synthetics, you don't really need to use Flora Clear so, or Clean, whatever it's called. Well, I think I think I, I will I will stop making your brain work for this episode because also you gave me a lot of uh, I have some questions when you said oh this is a can of worms well we can open that can of worms <laughs> on another one uh, so that'll be good we could totally talk cannabis nutrients hydroponic nutrients and all sorts of growth techniques on another episode I know everybody's gonna want to hear from you and it is really wonderful just having a sponsor of the show hang out on the hang out and chat uh, the guys from TMB are gonna end up coming on and and chit chat and so it'll be cool to have the faces of the sponsors actually come on and get to uh for me to ask you guys questions as well as i got a couple questions from the uh the other podcast but i i can't get to them right now so once i find those questions i got questions for you and i got a couple more coming from you already i already know it this episode is going to go out people are going to be like yo ask mitchell this i'm going to ask you that so <laughs> it'll be good Without further ado, everyone, please smash that like button. Hit, you know, go down to the comment section if you're on YouTube. Ask Mitchell questions about hydroponics. He really does know a vast amount of knowledge. He's very humble. He acts like he doesn't know a 
ton or he's not the most knowledgeable, but he really is a, a pretty knowledgeable guy and he, he knows a lot. He's enough for me to call him a guru of hydro. So <laughs> uh, it's going to be fun. And um, hopefully we're going to make that collaborative episode happen with Joshua. I've chatted with Joshua. He's super on board. He's a little busy with blasting recently and doing some lab stuff, but uh, we're going to make it happen and we're going to get that hydroponic episode. Just that's going to be so much fun because he's super excited. I bought his book actually recently. It's really good. I'm going to have to send you some uh, uh, pictures of some of the pages uh, just to show you some of the things that he has. It's actually really cool, um, but really great book. Really great guy. Super knowledgeable. Um, and it's going to go. I think you guys are just going to talk for sheesh two, three hours, <laughs> but it'll be good. So thanks everyone for tuning in. This has been the Cannabis Chronicles podcast. This is Mitchell Gorgachuk, one of the co-owners of Visionary Hydroponics, one of the brains that developed HydroBucket and really has released all the cool stuff like the hydro lids and the inserts. And I love everything they're doing. So definitely check them out. Thank you, Mitchell, for coming on. It really has been fun. Yeah. Thank you for having me. And I mean, I look forward to coming back anytime absolutely all right everyone knows much love happy growing and peace remember you can find mitchell gorgachuk over at visionaryhydro.com or hydrobucket on instagram thanks for checking us out and thanks for watching this episode much love happy growing peace everyone Thank you for tuning into the Cannabis Chronicles podcast available on all major streaming platforms. I'm your host, Chronic, and I'll be back every single Wednesday to bring another amazing episode to you listeners out there. Be sure to hit that follow button or subscribe from whichever platform you're listening from so you never miss out on any of the episodes I bring to you amazing listeners. Now, if you can't handle just one episode a week and you need more cultivation, education, and community, check out the Cannabis Chronicles Discord, which you can get the link over at thecannabischronicles.net or I mean in the top left or right hand corner wherever I put it on screen just remember it is case sensitive so you definitely have to make sure you're using capitalization and lowercase so that is just one thing I wanted to mention we have had some issues with growers getting onto the community now if you're seeking top tier genetics and any other type of grow advice consultation articles on how to grow cannabis or how to germinate seeds for instance TheCannabisChronicles.net has you covered, and you can check out all the services, products, and things we offer like articles and blogs and all that fun stuff. Thank you for tuning in to this amazing show that I'm putting together every single week for you listeners to learn all you can about education, businesses, and brands within cannabis. Much love, happy growing, and peace, everyone.